We're coming up on a big presidential election right here at Westcon. And today we will talk with outgoing president of the Student Government Association. His name is Carlos Dos Santos. He's graduating in May, that's why he's not running again. I'm Paul Steinmetz, and this is WCSU 411, the podcast that tells you what's really happening at Western Connecticut State University. We will also hear from Chantel Williams a little later. She'll bring us the news about end-of-semester events on campus. But now, here's Carlos. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So you've been president for how long now of the Student Government Association? I'm finishing up my second year, so for two terms. Mm. Um, can't even remember, remember what it was like before I was president, to be honest with you. I imagine, because by now you've really been through the ringer a couple of times with everything. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's emergency noroviruses or schedule changes or problems with events on campus, I've, I've been through quite a bit in these two years. Yes, Those were big things, the norovirus and the changing or putting more classes on Friday. Those were all big upsets, not just for students, for everybody. But you were the face of for student, a lot of students, right? They come to you if there's a problem. Absolutely. I've always tried to be a liaison between the student body and the administration. So I was always happy to do so, right? I know that it was part of my job, and it to me it was enjoyable, right, being able to communicate what students want and need to the administration and make sure that all of their wants and needs are also met, like, as, if they're possible, of course. Mm-hmm. And how was the administration to uh, work with? And you can be honest here. No, they were actually um, quite pleasant, to be honest with you. I think that I had a pretty solid relationship with them, like, going into the presidency. Right, I knew Dr. Betts very well, Dr. Clark very well, Dr. Alexander really well. So as soon as I took over the presidency, that line of communication was already open, mm-hmm. and they were always more than willing to essentially cue me in on what was happening at the university to make sure that I was well-informed and that I could also pass that information on to the student body. What was the event uh, cancellation or problems that you were talking about? Well, a lot, of, um, a lot of events that happen on campus, sometimes you have some issues with them having to be canceled because of um, infrastructure issues or because clubs haven't met the like appropriate documentation to actually hold events. And a lot of the times when that happens, students tend to blame the administration for it Mm. when that's not the actual case, right? As a university, we have policies and procedures for a reason. So just having to be that voice of reason to those students like, hey, this is why the event was canceled. This is why it was postponed. was because these policies and procedures weren't met. But of course, when students are um, sometimes complaining or they're a little bit hot-headed when it comes to that, I have to be the voice of reason, the one that kind of calms them down a little bit, which Mm. comes with the territory. Yeah. But you're pretty well suited to it, right? You're... Uh, naturally calm, it seems like. I'd like to think that I have a pretty calm demeanor, which Mm -hmm. helps, right? Um, And not to be confused with being a pushover or anything, but Mm -hmm. I just try to take a step back in every situation and really, like, figure out what the pros and cons of everything are before I make a decision. Because it's better to walk into a situation well-prepared and well-versed as to what you're going to say instead of just walking in blindly and just reacting emotionally. Has that worked out for you? Pretty pretty well, I'd like to think. Um, Every administrator, faculty member, staff member that I've spoken to has kind of um, told me that they actually appreciate that approach because it fosters good conversations, right? It makes sure that this line of communication stays open, that there's like a mutual respect between myself and all of them. So overall, I'd like to think that I'm pretty proud as to how I go about things when it comes to that. It's really about communication, right? I mean, at least at this university with this set of administrators, it's not like they're trying to tell you, um, no, nothing can happen here, or no, we don't want students to do anything, or no, absolutely, anything it, like that. It, as long as there's a line of communication open, which has been the case, in my opinion, for the last two years, um, things do get done, right? I've never been the kind to just 
stand by and watch as the administration just pours down commands, and they haven't been doing that. Mm-hmm. It really has been an open communication that's been happening during the past two years when it comes to everything. Um, of course, we've had a few hiccups here and there, but at the same time, it, they were learning experiences, right, both for myself and for members of the administration. I think they've liked having you here because they know who they can they can talk to you. They can go find you and explain what a issue is, and they know you'll do the same too, so they appreciate that. No, I'd like to think so. Um, during my entire time here, I've tried to essentially foster those conversations, right, make sure that there's a level of transparency not only from them to us but from us to them as well. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that they liked having me around because I've always tried to be as reasonable as possible, right? I understand that there are students like wanting things and needing things to happen on campus, but I also understand the side of the administration when it comes to not everything can actually happen like all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do have to compromise when it comes to certain things because that's just the nature of what life is in general, especially at the university level. Mm-hmm. Are you going to relax a little bit, though, when you're not president anymore? Um, I'd like to think so. I, it's going to feel very weird when I actually pass the gavel on to the incoming president because, like I said, um, it's all I've been really doing for the past two years, right? Obviously, I'm still a student. I'm still excelling academically. But the majority of my time on campus is spent doing, like, presidential duties. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to have that much time to relax because I am. I do have plans for the summer as well. Oh, yeah. What are they? So as soon as I graduate here, I'm actually coming back to intern on campus for oh. the Center for Student Involvement. Um, just to get more involved with student affairs and all of that um, and the administrative side and also just help help advise clubs, help advise SGA and just kind of um, plan orientation and all of that. Mm, That'll be good. You have great experience for that, right? It'll be nice, yeah. And you start in the summer? I'll start in the summer. So as soon as I graduate, maybe take a week or two off to just kind of decompress and then just get right back into it. So when you're president, how big is the SGA? How many members, senators in the SGA? Um, right now, we're at 21 senators, and we've had as many as 28 during my time mm. as president. That's a lot of people to lead, right, just as a legislative body. It is, because it's also a wide variety of people. Um, there are a lot of different like, distinguished personalities. Um, so having to lead all of them and manage all of them and really trying to find out who works best for what positions and for what roles, trying to play to everyone's strengths, it is something that was a learning experience, right? Mm. When I walked in, I thought it would be a lot easier than it was. But then actually when you stand up there and you're actually trying to delegate certain things to certain people and trying to figure out who does what well, um, it is something that I had to learn. Before you came in as president, there were two or three who were presidents for very short times, right? And then they blew up or something. We had, I believe, in the two years before me, we had four presidents. (laughs) What was was going on there? It was just one year we actually had three of them. Mm. Somebody was elected, had to resign. Somebody else took over and then ended up getting a fantastic job opportunity and resigned. Then somebody else took over, graduated. Um, the president before me, President um, Roberto Caceres, actually like finished his full term. Mm-hmm. But during those two years, it was kind of a little bit, you know, it was, wasn't exactly as smooth as maybe the administration like wanted it to be. Yeah, it must have been harder for you too, right? Because I'm sure things fell through the cracks or... Absolutely. Um I was lucky to have a year as experience as a senator beforehand where I got to see how things kind of worked. And even then, things weren't as smooth as they I'd like to think they are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was quite interesting to just kind of witness that as a student and then as a senator. So you were a senator for one year and that, then you became president? If I went from senator straight to president for two years, yeah. And how did you decide to do that? Why did you decide to do that? So as soon as I started getting involved within student government, the original plan was to actually run for a vice president position. And then after a while, after speaking to a few um, administrators, speaking with Dennis Lesko from the Center for Student Involvement, they kind of spoke to me and told me that 
why wouldn't you consider running for president? You know, you're very qualified for it. You have the demeanor for it. And we think that you can maybe bring a level of stability to it that hasn't been president for a while. So after giving it some thought, really speaking to a few friends, speaking to my parents, I decided to just, like, why not? Mm-hmm. And why did you get involved with the Senate at first? So I was actually recruited by former president um, Roberto Caceres. <laughs> okay. He ran into me at an event that I was helping coordinate when we had Peace Jam on campus. Oh, yeah. He walked up to me and like, hey, do you have free time? Would you like be able to make our meetings and like explain the requirements to me? And I was like, yeah, no, I would love to. And <laughs> then here I am three years later. So you didn't come into uh, your college experience thinking this is what you were going to do? I did not, mostly because um, some people know this story already, but when I came into Western, I was actually going to transfer out after two years. Mm. Um, the plans were to come here, save money for a little while because it is the university that's in my hometown, and then transfer out to another university before going to grad school. And after a while, after getting involved within student affairs, that's when I actually fell in love with the university and all the opportunities that it has for students mm-hmm. as long as you go out and like, try to grab them. And here I am graduating now. <laughs> and you had a good experience. I did. Um, You're looking, glad you stayed for the other two years. Or? Absolutely. I don't regret it at all. Um, coming in, it wasn't what I expected. But at the same time, I like to think that the four years that I've been here have been like absolutely tremendous. I've grown a lot as an individual, as a student, um, and as a leader as well. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you didn't coming in, it wasn't what you expected? When I came in, I didn't really know what to expect from the university because I'm from Danbury originally, um, grew up in the city. So I didn't really know what to expect from the university, right? So I came in my first year, I was very reserved. I just kind of worked full time, didn't have a lot of time to be involved on campus. But then when I did start to get involved, I realized there are a lot of opportunities here available for students. You just have to come in with a positive mindset and really tell yourself, I'm going to try to make the most out of it. Mm -hmm. And if you do, like, there's really no limit to what you can achieve here. And what was, uh, what tipped you over to make you decide to get more involved instead of working all the time? It was actually the honors program on campus. Um, When I was debating on whether to transfer or not, or just looking into other universities to transfer to, I ended up having a meeting with the director of the honors program, Dr. Chris Cook. And after speaking to him, I realized that I wasn't taking full advantage of what the university had to offer. Mm. So then I promised myself, I'll give it another semester. We'll see how it goes. Got involved in the honors program in the honors student organization, um, was on their e-board for a while. And that's when I realized that there's so much more that I can do here. And then... Leading up into my junior year, I was also an orientation leader on campus, Mm. and that was kind of like a life-changing experience for me because I met so many people. I got to see another side of the university that I didn't know existed, to be honest. (laughs) No kidding. And that's kind of what led me to be where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And are you still thinking about graduate school at some point? I am. So after I intern um, on campus for about a year, I'm actually planning on going to grad school first to get a master's in higher education administration and then go for a doctorate within the same field. So you'll be a president of a university someday. Fingers crossed down the line. That's the goal, yeah. I'm starting to, um, <laughs> the idea is to start to get involved within student affairs and then work my way up to a presidency down the line at some point. Mm-hmm. you got to do fundraising and uh, maybe some of the academic side too, right? Exactly. Um, I'd like to think that at, when I do reach that point, I'll be a lot more well-rounded um, in terms of everything. Maybe I'll come back to Westcon. I would never say no, to be honest. If Mm -hmm. the opportunity presents itself down the line, I would absolutely love to because Wisconsin's become kind of like a second home to me, right? I grew up in the city, so I do identify with Danbury quite a bit. And during my time here, this has been something that I've been very passionate about. Like, I really do enjoy advocating for students. I enjoy the fundraising aspect of it because of my experience fundraising. Mm -hmm. I enjoy really advocating for the university as well in general. So if the opportunity presents itself down the line to work here, I would absolutely take it. 
So you hear, heard it here right now, first, that uh, Carlos Dos Santos is going to be the president of Westcon someday. Fingers crossed. That'll we'll be see. great. Okay, so, um, and you've been an excellent student, too. You're graduating, I think we can say this without violating any privacy laws, you're graduating magna sum laude. What is it? Magna summa cum laude, yeah, with the, the highest one. Because I have, during my time here, I've excelled academically because of time management, right? Mm -hmm. So I have been very fortunate to maintain, like, very close to 4.0 GPA during my time That's here. That's great. Do you want to out any of the professors who gave you an A-? minus? Um, not this time, but they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I can't even say the word, and you uh, earned it. It's very good, Carlos. Um. So let's talk about some of the uh, bumps in the road here, which uh, we have fond memories of, like the norovirus, which was just about this time last year, right? It was. Um, a very unique time during my time here mm -hmm. at Western, to be honest with you, because for about a week's time, I really focused almost 100% of my time on like figuring out what was going on, how we could advocate for students, making sure that students had the resources they needed right, in order to be able to avoid getting sick. And it was also a learning experience because I can now confidently say that, like, I know how to manage, like, situations of crisis like that or at least be able to assist with situations like that. Um, it was complicated because at the same time that we had the norovirus, we had the water main break. Mm -hmm. So you essentially had to wash your hands to stay clean and not get the norovirus, but you couldn't wash your hands because the water main had broken. Mm -hmm. So it was really learning how to communicate with students, right, maintaining that open line of communication with the administration and props to them because they did do a very good job. Maybe people don't recognize that because they're not as aware as I am regarding everything that happened. But the administration did everything they could to assure that students had what they needed. And the Student Government Association also made sure the students had like cleaning products and hygiene products just to make sure that you can avoid getting sick. And we made it through. Mm -hmm. It was a little bumpy here and there, as you remember, but... We did survive it. Yep. People were scared. Everybody was uh, scared about it. They didn't want to get sick. And um, I remember the SGA did have a table set up, right, in the student center, that giving away hand-cleaning products mm -hmm. and bottles of water and uh, spreading the word, too, making sure everybody knew what was going on. Yeah, we organized a little tabling event in order to hand out all of those supplies. Um, I had sent out two or three emails to the student body just to assure them that everything was being done um, in order to assure that they didn't get sick and just, you know, telling them this is what you should do, this is what you shouldn't do. And like I said, it was a very trying time, mm. um, but I did have the support system around me between the Student Government Association and the administration to make sure that we did get through it. Mm -hmm. Did uh, regular students come up and talk to you about it or yell at you about it or ask what was going on? Oh, absolutely. Um, and that comes with the territory, right? When you're supposed to be the face of the student body, people do come up to you and ask you, oh, why isn't class being canceled again? Or mm -hmm. what are we supposed to do if we can't like even wash our hands? Um, what are we supposed to do if the cafeteria isn't open? And they were very valid concerns and sure. very understandable. And all I could really do is tell them I'm going to try my best to assure that you guys are fed. We did bring in like an outside catering business to cater for one of the nights. We brought in cleaning products to make sure that they can avoid getting sick. We Classes were canceled one day because the situation get, did get a little bit out of hand. But we made sure that like all the policies and procedures were followed. Um, the administration did the same. And overall, looking back at it, um, it's, it was crazy, right? Because it was also very close to finals time. So students were stressing out about that already all while trying to avoid getting sick. So mm -hmm. It was crazy. The um, uh, And then... 
fairly soon after that, we had, or in the middle of it, I forget when it was, but with the whole change about classes on Fridays, right? Mm -hmm. For a the, long time, we didn't have classes or many classes on Friday, and uh, we changed that. The university changed that. It was also a very trying time because as a mostly commuter-based university where the majority of the, our students hold either a part-time or a full-time job in order to be able to fund their education, those Fridays were always, like, very useful, right? But at the same time, there was a need to reevaluate our schedule, uh, mostly because of just infrastructure issues. We had Higgins going under construction, so we needed the classrooms. So classes didn't, did need to be more spaced out. And that was probably the one time during my presidency that there was a bit of a lapse of communication between the student body and the administration, something that has been remedied. We did speak about it. Um, we kind of aired our grievances to the administration and the appropriate parties, and they did apologize for not involving us earlier on in the process. But at the same time, um, we were one of the very few universities probably countrywide that really didn't have classes on Friday. And I think mm -hmm. most students don't understand that, right? If you come in from high school, you're used to having classes five days a week. But you come in and you see like, oh, all of a sudden I'm only having classes Monday through Thursday. You grow to enjoy that because it's, you know, you get a three-day weekend all the time. But that really isn't the reality um, outside of WestCon. The majority of universities in the country do have classes Monday through Friday because that's just the norm. And while I do understand there's a lot of students that have issues with it, they still do have issues with it, and it still is a work in progress, there was a need to reevaluate the schedule. There really was because even from a student affairs perspective, um, it became very hard to program for a three-day weekend every single week, which, sure. uh, which is why we had issues essentially keeping students on campus, um, having students attend weekend events. Because realistically, and I don't blame them, if you are even a resident student and you have a three-day weekend in a relatively small state like Connecticut, why wouldn't you go home for the weekend? Mm -hmm. Right. So do you think uh, is that still an issue? Students going home for the weekend or not having enough to do on campus during the weekend? Resident students and I guess commuters, too, can come here. It's still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I fully understand that there was no universal fix for it. <coughs> there was no universal fix for it. But we have a weekend activities committee that actually is now planning more events on the weekends. We have other student organizations who are like putting a bigger emphasis on weekend activities. And it's going to take a while. It stems from a change of culture, right? If you're used to having students leave every single weekend, mm -hmm. it's not just going to be an overnight fix that's going to fix that issue. So it's, it's going to take a little bit of time. But I am confident that with the emphasis being put on weekend activities and all of that, um, we will essentially remedy that problem within the like, next upcoming years. And you're kind of going to be in charge of that for the next year, right? So I'll be in a assisting. few months you'll yeah. be uh, fixing that. I will be assisting. Um, like I said, I'll be working and interning for the Center for Student Involvement on campus. So that'll be part of my job is to essentially work with that. And I'm very excited for it because I've had the experience as an undergraduate student to work in student affairs. And now I'll kind of get a view into like the professional side of it as well. Mm -hmm. That'll be cool. We had another couple of events here on campus where we had uh, people walking around with tripods mm -hmm. and they were mistaken for um, rifles and so the university shut down a couple of times and it was scary and i remember the second time which was last november on the west side campus uh, you were right in the middle of it with the uh, administrators putting out information to students getting information from the administration conveying it and i think helping to um, I think it helped calm the situation down, uh, at least in the moment uh, when we still weren't sure what was happening. 
So in the moment, I was obviously like right in the middle of it, as you were as well, um, in the campus center on the West Side campus, um, in the building right next to where the supposed assailant was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of the job, right, to be able to relay that information from the administration, from the police departments that we were working with, um, everybody from Westcon PD to like state police officers who were on campus, relay that information to the student body. And I realized that I do have that connection with the student body um, because of the amount of people that I do know. So just going out into social media and calling people down, because there was a lot of misinformation going around. Um, people were saying that there was an active shooter situation, which wasn't the case. People were saying that there were it was a hostage situation, which was also not the case. So essentially just calming everybody down and telling them that don't pay attention to all of the false rumors that you're hearing, because this is what's actually happening. And I have no reason to lie to any of you. I'm right here in the middle of the situation as well. And I'd like to think that... Whatever contribution I made, I hope that it was impactful, and I hope that it just keeps on happening because being able to work with you and working with other administrators and police departments on campus, um, we assured that the response was as quick as possible and the information got out as quickly as we could. Mm-hmm. And I think that day things went uh, relatively well, You know, everything considered since you're in the middle of a crisis, right, or a, um, yeah, it's a crisis situation where everybody is... Um, not sure what's going on. So, and the aftermath too was uh, it took a long time to get information out and to address all the concerns. And you were in the middle of that too, right? Absolutely. Um, in the weeks following the events, I had meetings pretty much every single week in order to kind of debrief as to what happened, really figure out how we can even improve upon the response that we had, um, because it is a work in progress as always. And it was a complicated time, right, because it was the second scare that we had in the t- in a year. Mm-hmm. And obviously the climate that we live in within the United States, that has been happening more often than it should. So it was a trying time. But at the same time, um, I'd like to think that even though it is complicated to have to go through something like that, it was very reassuring to know that the response was very quick. Mm-hmm. The moment that we had somebody essentially state that they saw something, we had hundreds of police officers on campus within minutes. Mm -hmm. So knowing that the response is that quick, and God forbid it, hopefully it never happened on our campus. But if if it does, the response was very, very good. And did other students, uh, the regular student body, uh, you think, does it feel that way too? Do people get that message? I think that a few students do. They understand that thankfully nothing happened, but the Mm -hmm. response was good. But there are a few students who also were very apprehensive. There were students who were in the middle of it, actually in the visual and performing arts building mm-hmm. while it was happening, and obviously very stressed, very afraid. Um, and they did have some complaints about how some of the situation went down. But at the same time, I like to think that I'm privileged with the information of knowing that it, it isn't as easy as it seems, right? You can't just keep pumping out updates every like two or three minutes because it's not that easy. You want to make sure that students are getting pertinent information when it's available. Um, so some students had a hard time understanding that. Some students still do. But I like to think that a good portion of students do understand that the response was appropriate. You're a psychology major, is that right? I am, yes. How did you decide to go into psychology? So when I first got to the university, um, I was studying pre-med. I also finished my pre-med requirements during my time here <laughs> um, because that was a plan to go into the medical field. And after meeting a certain professor, the former chair of the psychology department, Dr. Shane Murphy, mm-hmm. he convinced me to essentially look at psychology as an undergrad field because it had quite a few open electives that I could fill my fill with pre-med requirements. And it was also a field that I enjoyed, right, getting to learn more about people, learn how people function psychologically and all of that. Um, it's something that I've enjoyed and it's something that I definitely don't regret going into. 
So you don't miss the pre-med part? Um, well, while I was taking the psychology classes, I was taking a lot of the pre-med classes as well. Um, so I kind of got the best of both worlds, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the uh, psychology is great for a uh, somebody who's in a position like you are, right? You know how to deal with people or different ways to deal with different situations, I imagine. Absolutely. A lot of the knowledge that we acquire in classes here um, is very applicable to the position that I've been in and to the field that I want to go into as well. Having an understanding of how people function, how different people react to different situations is a very helpful skill to have. Mm -hmm. You're extremely well-spoken. Is that something you've always had or did you work on it as president? It's something, it's a skill that I want to say that I've always had, but at the same time I have like refined it during my time as president. Right, always taking a step back and kind of trying to think about what I'm going to say before I actually say it is a useful skill to have when you're leading groups of people, when you're always in the public image, and when you always you know you have people with their eyes on you at all times. So being soft-spoken, being able to really gather my thoughts before I actually make any type of statement is a skill that I've gotten to improve upon during my time as president, but it is a skill that I've had for quite some time as well. You could do a podcast too. I'd like to think that I'm kind of okay at them, but you'd be the judge of that. You're much better spoken than I am, and, you know, we kind of uh, tremble along here, so uh, you could do one that actually gets a lot of listeners. It would be cool. Maybe one day. It's it's a unique experience, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, when you're president here, you can have a weekly podcast. <laughs> Pete will still be here to be your uh, engineer, right? You know it. <laughs> Listen, thanks for coming in. Thanks for being uh, president for the last couple of years and doing such a great job for students and the administration. And uh, we'll see you around campus in a couple of weeks, right? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, It's been a pleasure to be not only here, but also at Western during my time here. And yeah, once again, thank you. Mm, Thank you, Carlos. Okay, if you're listening to this, you know that WCSU 411 comes to you from Western Connecticut State University, which offers a high-quality, affordable education. You should also know that if you have questions about enrolling at WestCon, send an email to admissions at wcsu.edu. And now, recorded live from the basement of Whitehall, here's our co-host, Chantel Williams, and she's in a hurry today, so she's going to blow <laughs> through the events. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. So, as you know, April is Sexual um, Assault Awareness Month, mm-hmm. and as a part of that, on April 24th, there is going to be a denim day, so everyone on campus should bring out their finest denim, mm-hmm. denim jeans, denim jacket, um, if you have a denim shirt, anything denim. Um, we want to okay. be all denim out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to be all denim, or can you wear a denim shirt and like regular pants, or what? You can. You can wear um, a regular shirt with a denim jeans hmm. or a denim jacket. You don't have to be fully denim, but okay. <laughs> anything denim, just to represent um, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. I have denim socks. Are those okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be pretty interesting. Actually, I've never seen denim socks, but you'll be the first one to rock it. You're gonna right. start a trend. <laughs> You're gonna go viral. We're gonna see you all on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, listen, Paul just went viral for his denim socks. That'll so. be my first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's a great experience. He's like, you, you be famous, you know, like all over the place. It'll be fun. So April 24th, Denim Day. Can't wait to see you guys around campus in your denim. <laughs> yeah. Cool. April 26th is the kickoff to uh, West Fest Week and slash Spring Week. 
again, it's a fun week that we have um, every year to kind of end off the school year. You know, it's been a long year, but it's a week of fun events, and this time it's lasting for two weeks. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Mm. And so to kick off, April 26th is going to be BSU's um, Black Student, the Black Student Union Fashion Show. Um, it's hosted by Capri. He's a famous um, DJ and uh, host off of Instagram. He's he's viral, just like you're going to go viral for your <laughs> denim socks. He's going to go. He's viral. So he has a lot of videos and a lot of followers. So we're excited about having him host the fashion show. And he's a very funny guy. He makes very funny videos. That's great. So he's going to have the crowd laughing. And the music will be provided by DJ Jesse. And it's called A Flight Around the World. And it's going to take place in Ives Concert Hall, White Hall, um, Midtown uh, Campus, 181 White Street. And um, come enjoy a good, and have a good time watching fashions from all around the world. Doors open at 7.30 and the actual fashion show starts at 8, 8 p.m. So come out and have a good time at the fashion show. Um, I won't be modeling this year, unfortunately. I'm not going to be here, but we have a lot of great models and a lot of great fashion. So it's going to be a really fun show. So you did all the behind the scenes work to set yeah. it up. So it's kind of funny because last year I was just a model, so I didn't really see, like, the the behind-the-scenes stuff. But now this year, as I'm, like, going through the process of, like, planning Mm. everything, it's a lot. It's a lot behind the fashion show. You get frustrated, like, these clothes don't fit, people's weight like go like fluctuate like up and down like a lot of people were like losing weight so we had to like re like do everything so it's a lot of work but it's gonna it's coming together really nicely and the models are excited we're excited we have a great host great theme um i think it's gonna be a really good turnout yeah sounds great you should try to model next year (laughs) (laughs) something in (laughs) denim yeah something in (laughs) denim with your denim socks there you go (laughs) you really go viral then (laughs) so yes april 26th the fashion show Show brought to you by BSU. Doors open at 7.30. The show starts at 8 p.m. And again, that's in Ives Concert Hall, um, Whitehall, Midtown Campus. So that's going to be a fun. And then there's also an after party mm. on the West Side Ballroom. So come out and party after the show, mm-hmm. the point of the after party. So <laughs> come out and have a good time. And I can't wait to see how it goes and the response from the audience, even though I'm not going to be there. I'm kind of sad about that. Yeah. But it's going to be a great show. I know that. Are, you gonna, uh, are people going to send you photos and stuff? I, I hope so. I hope somebody, like, records it so I can see. I'm sure it's going to be, like, all over social media and things mm-hmm. like that. So I'll see it on Snapchat and Instagram. But um, it's nothing like a live, you know, show. So, But I know it's going to be a great show, and um, it's going to be a good time. So, yeah, go out to that. And that's to kick off Westfest Week. So what better way than a fashion show? And then after that, it's just activities on and then events right after one another. For two weeks in a row. Yeah. So the next event is Grit and Wit, April 28th. And this is brought to you by Rec Council. And Grit and Wit, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like an obstacle course um, that involves kind of getting dirty. You have to have a lot of grit and a lot of wit to get through it. Uh, um, <laughs> you got to have kind of like upper body strength. And not, it's not just about like the physical aspect. Also, it's kind of like a mental thing too because they do have puzzles and things like that so it is a challenge but it's really fun and you can have a team um if you're a part of a club you can do it with your club if not you can do it with a group of your friends and register with the rec council and um see if you can get through the course it's really fun it's It's for students only right yeah i mean i think faculty can do it it Mm. would be pretty interesting to see faculty do the grit and wit i i don't 
see why not. <laughs> I would enter, but I would win and uh, depress everybody else. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that's, <laughs> I don't want to be unfair. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> then you, you'll go viral again because you won the whole thing. See, you just <laughs> keep going viral. You have many opportunities. <laughs> but, yeah, it would be fun to see faculty do it. So, Okay, hey. we'll spread the word. Yeah, <laughs> get a group together mm-hmm. and do it. So this will take place again April 28th, Grit and Wit, 1 p.m., and it's going to happen on um, Westside Campus. Uh, it's going to be in the recreational field. So for those of you who don't know that, it's the field right when you come up the hill. It's on your right. So, mm-hmm. like, I believe it's used for soccer, mm-hmm. um, soccer practice and thing. That's the field that it's going to take place on. And it's a huge field. So, um, yeah, come. It's great time also for team building and I know a lot of the clubs just um, are getting new eboard members you know um, for the next year so this is a great team building activity so you can bring the new eboard work together to get through these this course and um, it's great team bonding so mm-hmm. you can never and it's free so anything free for West Constance is great and so. if you decide you hate some like the treasurer of your club you can kick <laughs> them right. out right <laughs> Right, just just kick them out of the group. Right, before the semester starts. <laughs> right, this is a great way to see who works and who's going to fit, mm-hmm. and if it, are we going to get through the school year uh, next year. So right. this is a good test. <laughs> so, yeah, grit and wit. I think I'm going to do it this year. I didn't get a chance to do it last year. I did the mud run, though, so that was fun. Mm. But um, I think I'm going to try grit and wit uh, this year. I think it's going to And the mud it. run, too, or not? I don't know if the mud run is taking place, but if they uh-huh. have it again, I might do it. Um it was really, it was really messy. It was a lot of mud. Okay, so I know it's called the mud run, but it's a lot of mud. Surprisingly, then, amount of mud. Right, and then we had to go through like an ice bath mm. thing, and it was it was a lot, but I went, I got through it. You know, I was super like dirty afterwards, but I got through it, and it was fun. So it was a nice hot day. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so it was fun. For <laughs> great and wet is not so muddy, but you do get a little dirty. Mm. <laughs> Um, April 29th, there's going to be kettle corn, which mm. is really good. I love kettle corn. Nice, hot kettle corn, a whole bag. I probably get, like, two. Um, it's going to be really good. And this will take place um, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and it's going to be in the Student Center Plaza on Midtown Campus, so right in front of, as soon as you walk in that, the lobby. They might actually have it outside if it's a nice day. And, um, yeah, you can walk up and get some kettle corn before going to class or work or whatever and or save it for later or save it as you're watching Avengers Endgame, which is going to come out that week. You oh, yeah. Save it for that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of you, you can or just eat it when you want to. <laughs> That's a very popular day with students. Everybody yeah. who is a student shows up, even the non-trads who right. are like 80 years old show <laughs> right. up. Right, just to get some popcorn. Uh-huh. But it's good popcorn. Mm-hmm. And then also the Office of Intercultural Student Affairs is going to have a cotton candy machine. So get all your sweets and things uh, in that week. <laughs> is it going to be right next to the kettle corn? I don't know if it's going to be right next to the kettle corn. It might be. I don't see why not. Yeah, you know, you, you pick work one there, up. right? Yeah. So you can decide. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be doing the cotton candy. Oh, yeah, uh, maybe last so. Year, yeah, last year, Aki did it. He did a wonderful job. Hmm. Me, I'm afraid I'm just going to have the cotton candy, like, flying all over the place, but it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out. We'll see. We'll yeah. see who runs it. But, um, yeah. So kettle corn and cotton candy. You can't complain with that. Mm-mm. Sounds good. <laughs> I have a Coke or a Pepsi right after, man. Right. <laughs> right. But no, and then you're going to have to hit the gym after, but oh, well. Mm. <laughs> after your nap. Right, after the <laughs> But that's fun. And then also, 
Avengers Endgame is coming out April 26th and pack. Uh, tickets are actually open in the box office right now. Mm. Um, they're two, $3 for students with a WestCon ID and $5 for non-students. So, wow. Yeah, right? For I yeah. should go get my tickets there. You should because if you go to the... If you go to the regular movie theater, it's like, what, $12? Something like that. Depending on if you go on Tuesday, it might be cheaper, but mm. it's not. It's still our price is cheaper than, you know, the mm-hmm. cheaper price yeah. at the box office. So, like, and you want to go the first day, right? Yeah. So it, they're going um, the day it comes out. So, yeah. And they're regular tickets, right? You can sit yep. wherever you want. You can want sit wherever you want. Um, you can bring your friends, everybody, you know, like it's regular movie tickets. So it's actually a really good price. And this is a very popular movie. It's Mm. highly anticipated. You know, you know, how I don't know if you saw the last one, but it ended very tragically. So Mm -hmm. we got to see how like this one, you know, ends. Hopefully, you know, Yeah, uh, (laughs) well, we don't want to do a spoiler, but right. (laughs) Hopefully it ends better than the last one. But um, it's a three hour movie, so it should be. It's three be, hours? It's three, it's three hours. <laughs> three hours and like two minutes. So, yeah. It's That's a, a lot movie. of fighting, man. It is. It's going to be a lot of a lot of action, but it mm-hmm. should complete the story. If the story is not complete within three hours, then I'm, gonna, I'm a little worried. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what more can happen? No kidding. But man. it's a good time to get your popcorn, your kettle corn, and it goes to the movies. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so, that's. I, I think it's going to be a, a fun week. To start off West Fest week, you got the fashion show, you got kettle corn, you got the Avengers. Mm. So it's and that's only the first half. You can't beat that. You can't, you can't. That's only the first half of West Fest week. And then the second half is filled with even more activities like bingo, the carnival, Coney Island trip, which Mm. tickets go on sale for that today also. And the Coney Island trip is only five dollars. Wow. And that's including transportation, and you get a free towel, a free beach towel, and you have access to the amusement park also. Hmm. So you have access to the I'm not sure how long you're there, but um, from my knowledge, uh, last year I went to Six Flags uh, mm. through PAC, and we were there all day. So I'm assuming this trip is going to be the same. Yeah, probably so. Mm-hmm. So you have time to go to the beach if it's a nice hot day, and you have time to go to the amusement park, eat some food, and da da da. So I got For my five ticket. bucks. Oh, you five. already got it. Yeah, I got my ticket. This Didn't morning. you just say the tickets haven't gone on sale? Oh yet? no, they go on sale today. They oh, okay. they officially have went on sale today. And you were first in line. <laughs> I wasn't first in line. I was like what the tenth person, but. I got in there. So me and my friends got our tickets, and we're excited to go because I've never been. I've always wanted to go. And for $5, you can't beat that. No. It's free transportation, you know, mm. so it's a great. Man, that's great. Yeah. So PAC and the Events Council and all of the Intercultural Student Affairs and everyone that um, put together, helped put together West Fest Week, a uh, big thank you because there's a lot of fun events, and uh, we're allowed to go to a movie for $3 and go on trips for $5. That's awesome. And not, uh, you know, it's saving a lot of money and we get to experience like really fun trips so that's an awesome job on your guys part so thank you for that <laughs> yeah and i'm excited because <laughs> like i don't have to spend that much money just <laughs> no to have it's fun. great <laughs> and i don't have to worry about transportation either Mm-mm. so <laughs> so that's to kick off west fest week and um yeah there's so much and it, oh there's bingo also and you know how i feel about bingo i thought you said you hated it well I have a love-hate relationship. I feel like my time is really coming for me to win a prize. Mm. Like, I feel it. I know I keep getting closer and closer. I'm going to win something by the time I leave WestCon for bingo. <laughs> I, I know I am. I just have to sit with, like, the lucky people. That's all I have mm-hmm. to do. Because, like, you know, my friend, he won 
everything I felt like, and I haven't one yet, but I wow. feel like my time is coming. So yeah, you could stay for graduate school yeah. too. <laughs> like, I can say, and I should win something <laughs> if I don't. It's Another just couple that. years, right? But I enjoy bingo. It's very fun, and Pac does an awesome job putting it together. And the prizes are great. They have AirPods. They have a whole bunch of gift cards. They had a speaker. They have TVs and mm. things. Yeah, it's really great prizes. So I feel like I'm close. <laughs> I'm close Is to that winning. the second week of uh, West? Yes. Fest? Um, so Bengal will be taking place. Well, no, it's it's still um, it's the end of April. So mm. it's Tuesday, April 30th. That and it's going to be in Westside Ballroom at 8 p.m. So it's still kind of a part of the first week of West West Week. Mm-hmm. So um, before we get into May, the May events. So this is still a part of the April events for West Fest and Spring Week. And so uh, yeah, so come out and win some prizes for Bingo. See, it's something like every day. Every day, yeah. Every day, yeah, <laughs> to do something for it. <laughs> That's what WestCon is, man. Right, and it's it's fun, and it's it's a great time to just, like, wind down kind of before finals week mm-hmm. and to have a good time and um, just relax and try to get, you know, your work done so you're able to enjoy this this stuff that they have here. And, um, yeah, it's just a fun way to end the school year, mm-hmm. especially when you worked your butt off, you know. You deserve a break, and you deserve to have a good time. So these are the events that they set up for us for us to enjoy, so. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so you go over the second week of WestFest next uh, yes. podcast? Even better, even more activities. <laughs> it's fun. It's a lot. I'm, I'm, you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> you still have to study during that time. Though, you yeah. do. But, I mean, most of the events, um, like you, I like it because you get to pick and choose which ones you want to go to. So kind of like, okay, say you have, you know, you have an exam, you, need, you know, you need to study during this time. So you can't make this event, but there's another event that you can make Mm. that you're probably, you know. So there's constantly an event going on, and we try, like, the most popular events are usually, like, Friday, like, night, like, the carnival. And we try to do it, like, on a weekend so, like, people do have time to, like, come Mm. and enjoy. But there's also, there's there's so many events going on, like, you have time to at least enjoy yourself, you know, just a little bit, you know, so. It sounds like you're going to go to all of them. I'm going to try to, yeah. Are you not going to study at all? (laughs) Well... This is the perks about being a social works major. We we're done kind of like oh. May 9th. That's our breakfast. So like that's our big finale to wrap up the year. So I kind of get to enjoy a little bit of it. Um, right now, like I'm booked over my head with papers and things like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But kind of like by the next week, it should have calmed down a little bit and I should have time. But that's the perks of being a social work major. Yeah. <laughs> we well, get done a little early. <laughs> and thanks for taking time to do the podcast with oh, us no too. Problem. Huh? <laughs> no problem. From your busy schedule. I know. <laughs> But, you know, it's important to get these events out there so we can have good uh, student um, outcome and everyone can enjoy and know about, you know, what's going on. Right. So, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're doing a good job. Thank you. <laughs> See you next week then. Yes. And your denim socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll work on that. <laughs> Thank you, as always, to our producer, Scott Fulpe and engineer Pete Puccio, who make sure these podcasts are available to our many listeners. Remember, WCSU 411 is absolutely free, so subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. There's a way to listen to us on Amazon Echo and Google whatever that is, too. You should figure it out so your parents can listen in while they're making dinner or doing whatever they do when you're not at home. For Chantel Williams, I'm Paul Steinmetz, and this is WCSU 411.